0: Welcome to the RCPS Community Partner Cafe. We're glad you're here. This podcast is for parents, community partners, and anyone interested in learning more about education, child development, and other topics related to Rockingham County Public Schools, Virginia. I am your host, Katie Lapira, Coordinator of Community Engagement, along with school social worker, Donna Delisle. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome back to RCPS Community Partner Cafe. This is episode 12, where I'm joined by Ms. Amanda Rickard, who is our supervisor for math for Rockingham County Public Schools. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about what our math program and the standard-based learning looks like for us in Rockingham County Public Schools. Amanda, thanks for joining us today. Hi. And let's just kind of start with maybe what are the goals for math in Rockingham County?
1: So in Rockingham County, we wish that all of our students, K-12, walk away with the ability to take mathematical ideas and apply them to the outside world. We want them to be able to connect different representations and different strategies and apply it to complex problem solving. We also want them to have different tools available to them and develop a sense of perseverance when it comes to problem solving, as well as reason mathematically to construct viable arguments and make informed decisions. And so can you
0: tell us a little bit about the standards of learning that we have here in Virginia?
1: So... We are about to transition to a new set of standards that will go in full effect next year. Every grade level, kindergarten through almost all of our high school classes, with the exception of calculus, have standards of learning which tell us the skills and content that we need students to learn for that specific course. Every seven years they get updated, so we are just going through that process now which means occasionally something that would have been taught in fourth grade previously might now become a third grade topic, or it might have moved up to fifth grade. Sometimes if you had a child in a grade learn something, they might not learn it now till later. So
0: the Department of Education is kind of what guides these changes, and they've updated the mathematics standards of learning. So could you tell us a little bit more about what this means for our students?
1: So with the new set of standards, the state has tried to put an emphasis more on mastery of basic facts. They are also trying to improve the flow of how mathematics skills grow in complexity as students move up through the grade levels. They also not only give us our standards, as skills, and content that students need to know at each course, In Virginia, we have what are also known as the process goals, and those span for all of our math classes. And those five process goals are problem solving, communication, connections, reasoning, and representation. And those are the lens that we're supposed to be teaching the SOL standards through. Okay.
0: And and you often hear kind of this thing on social media or conversations with other parents about the, in quotes, new math. And a lot of the times that the way that we learned math when we were younger is not the way that our children are learning it now, our students are learning it now. Why has the math instruction shifted at this point?
1: So new math often gets coined that because it is a little bit different than the way we were taught math instruction or math processes in the past it really refers to a different way of thinking or doing math skills when we were in class probably most of us learned only one way to do something we know that math is very broad and there's multiple ways to get to one answer so it kind of opens it up and we also know that students People in general don't think the same way through a problem, so this allows it to think about it more in a way that makes sense to you, so students explore different methods about arriving at the same solution. So just because it worked for you one way, it might work better for someone else another way, and there's not necessarily one way that's better than the other. Sometimes the standard algorithm that we all learned is not the most efficient way to solve a problem for certain problems. Often it is the most efficient way, though.
0: And I'm thinking, too, as you're saying that, a lot of it falls back on our teachers to understand that student and how they're learning those processes so that they can adapt their way of teaching to how that child is learning.
1: Absolutely. And I see it on social media where people talk about the new math. Also, but then I also see people say how they think about math. And to me, that's what it is. It's a lot of the ways that we naturally think about how to solve a problem versus just being forced to think about it one way. Mm-hmm. And that really goes back to
0: some of those, what you had talked about with the C's of the, what we're really trying to get at the communication, problem solving, communication, connections, reasoning, and representations. So you can all see how it points back there. And so, you know, as this podcast is, you know, geared towards our parents and our guardians who are working with their students, could you, could you talk a little bit about how parents can support their children in math, you know, starting in elementary, middle, and high school?
1: So starting with elementary, the biggest thing that we want students to walk away with in elementary school math is being fluent with their facts, their addition facts and their multiplication facts. And so when it comes to addition, obviously, the part that's super helpful is them to know ways to make 10 and then all their multiplication facts through 12 times 12. And one thing that we are trying to shift a little bit is not going to rote memorization of the facts, but giving students strategies. That way, if they forget and they've only memorized it, they can't recall that answer. If they have a strategy, then it might take them a little bit longer, but they have a way of figuring out the answer. In middle school, they're still working with a lot of students on trying to become fluent with their facts. Because students really struggle with that. And we know as they go up through middle school and high school, if they don't have that fact fluency, it takes more of their working memory. And it will take them longer and they can focus less on the bigger problems because they're stuck on those individual facts that they're trying to figure out.
0: Yeah, so we're looking at really those building blocks from that fact fluency in elementary school and how that just is so important for for building upon that as they get into the more
1: complicated math figures. Yeah, and the other thing I would suggest, and this goes for a student at any grade level, is when you're talking to your kids about math, ask them not just what the answer is, but How did they get that or how did they know that was what it should be? We need to also care not just about the answer but about the process it takes them to get there or how they're thinking about the process. And that shows us more about their understanding than just did they get the correct answer or not. Because sometimes kids get the correct answer. By accident. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's good. And that's just really showing, laying that groundwork again so that they know how they get to those processes. It gets more complicated and they're able to, to put that together. Well, that is, that's really interesting. And I definitely know that so many of our parents want to support their students as they're going through this. And is there anything else that we missed that you'd like to cover about math, about advocating for your child, about the support of our teachers, anything that we didn't cover today?
1: I would just say I know some parents feel they can't help their students with math, especially after a certain grade level or two. If you feel that you can't, then I very strongly encourage you to have conversations with your children and have them advocate for themselves to the teacher to ask questions. If there's something they're not clear on, ask for help. Seek tutoring if needed see if the teacher can help with that. High schools all have advisory periods. Having your child learn to speak up is a very important skill and will get them very far in life. And obviously, if you as a parent or guardian have questions, reach out to the classroom teacher and see if they can offer you advice on what you can do to help your student in math.
0: That's really great advice. Well, I want to thank you for your time today. This is all exciting, and I know that we are just growing our learners every day, and this is just another example. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for listening to the RCPS Community Partner Cafe. If you would like to learn more about the information discussed on this podcast, visit us at www.rcps.net. If you have questions related to your own child, please contact their school directly. The information shared on this podcast does not substitute for advice directly related to your child. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, be sure to share.